but they played better than what my expectations were for them. 100%. Von Miller was An back impact. to his, He was <laughs> Denver Broncos Von Miller. Yeah. Like, he was a savage all Two game. Sacks. Even with that terrible haircut. <laughs> what what is that triangle dude it's the bermuda triangle yeah. on his head oh it was like he went to his barber and just said fuck my whole shit up <laughs> and he listened he's like yo whatever your favorite shape is do that on my head yeah and just <laughs> surprise me It's episode 121 of Left Side Heavy, the podcast presented by Blue Wire. It's just me and Hayden today. How we doing, buddy? Rock on. It's fucking good. It's a nice uh, chiller episode today. Yeah. Yeah. No uh, no other guests on the line here, but we're uh, we're coming off a high. No week one done. <sighs> Thursday, Sunday, and Monday nights done. Some of the primetime games besides Thursday, kind of, kind of weak sauce, to be honest. They were all kind of weak. The the Thursday night provided some a roller coaster of entertainment, but for the most part, below expectations, you'd say? 100% below expectations. It was just like, okay, it's 10-10 at the half. Um, why isn't there more scoring? And then the Bills just decided to play while the Rams decided to sit Cam Akers, and Matthew Stafford is a racist, so... <laughs> starting this episode off hot there bud oh yeah uh by the way i'm just kidding matt stafford isn't a racist he threw to calvin johnson for many many years and only calvin johnson <laughs> that one post and it was like even a racist with the like, calvin johnson <laughs> <laughs> oh when i saw that i just laughed i was like yeah that's yeah. so funny but um no, yeah, it was a it was a NFL week one full of highs and lows. Um your team coming out on top, my team unfortunately didn't. But we're gonna kick it off with the Thursday night football game because we previewed that episode, but we haven't talked about it yet. Um we did preface in the KBNR episode that we recorded that <laughs> yeah. the right team won. Uh, close game. Came down to the end. Yeah, not close at all. No, that there was P- no controversial call. <laughs> that PI in the fourth quarter was going to play big, but it literally did not. <laughs> I don't even think there was any like, no, pass interference calls no, in that yeah, game. Yeah, it was not. Uh, we recorded that episode on Tuesday, I believe. Monday. Monday. Um, three, ep- <laughs> three days before that. Two days before the game actually was played so we had no idea what happened um no but like you said earlier it was 10 10 at the half there's what four turnovers four is that a four or six turnovers in the first half allen had two picks stafford has two picks i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure it was four total turnovers or i I, i'm pretty sure it was six three or or four like at the half like six yeah to end the game it was yeah, and some of them weren't even like Stafford's fault. Some or one of them at least wasn't Stafford's. One of them wasn't Josh Allen's fault. Like it was just 
right place, right time for the defenders and, you know, fumbles away and just like, oh my God, man, this is why you play your starters in the preseason. You know, like you can clearly tell the only ones or the only one on the Rams that was actually serviceable was Cooper cup. Cooper cup was amazing. Of course, uh, from the slot position, like he always is, it dominates, you know, anyone on the inside. And that toe tap, toe tap touchdown was just chef's kiss. Yeah, it was it was wonderful. So I got it up here. There was four turnovers for the whole the, game in the first half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it started off with the Bills interception. I'm pretty sure that was to that Isaiah, was Isaiah McKenzie. McKenzie. Which yeah. not Allen's fault at all. Nope. Completely bounced off his chest. You got to make that catch. And then James Cook fumbled. <laughs> and then on his first carry of his first NFL carry career, of his NFL career, yeah. Um, and then Stafford threw a pick, and then Allen threw a pick. So three, two turnovers each. No, nope. and three turnovers by Buffalo and one by LA in the first half. You're correct. And then, yeah, and then. It was just two more, for two more. So it was it was just a crazy game. Buffalo Bills come out on top, thirty-one to ten. What did what stood out to you this game? Well, I have my whole thing of notes right here. Uh, the Bills look amazing. Josh Allen clearly is on a mission. Mm-hmm. He he has something to prove uh, for this whole year. And if I was in his position, I feel the same way. Uh, and Ken Dorsey, maybe not talked about enough. He, <laughs> I don't know, but he looked like he's carrying on whatever Brian Dable had going on. And, like, it showed that whole second half, I want to say. Not really much the first half. But that whole second half, getting Josh Allen on the rollout and that deep pass to Diggs um, just shows that once he moves out, the receivers have a free range to just go, okay, let's get open. <laughs> yeah. And that's all what it was last year. And then the Rams, you know, I don't want to say too early, but maybe potential Super Bowl hangover. And I'm going to overreact to Akers, um, Robinson, Stafford, and Ramsey all looking like absolute dog water. <laughs> I definitely think, I think, Cam Akers, I don't know what that situation was. That's he looked, tough. He looked good when he came back from his Achilles injury. Um, he looked super dynamic, super electric, looked like he was running the ball with purpose. And coming in all offseason, coming into week one, he was projected to get at least majority of the share. Because mm-hmm. um, I do think Henderson works better as a 1B um, when he's not getting majority of the load. But Akers comes in. Three carries, zero yards. And he had zero all-purpose yards because yeah. I remember he got a reception as well, but he was stuffed but at the would, line. Yeah, yeah, he it was, was a screen pass stuffed. And then Henderson, he was the only one who's... Obviously, Buffalo's defensive line was unreal this game, but Henderson looked like he had a lot more... Like a bigger chip on his shoulder. Like he's he's given a reason to play. Mm-hmm. And he has to show out. He took advantage of his opportunities. I'm pretty sure he had upwards of around 50 rushing yards. So nothing spectacular, but... But at least he did he, something. Yeah, he took advantage of his opportunities. Akers didn't. He got benched because he literally gave up a sack to Ed Oliver. Yep, that was pretty bad. And 
look, Acres isn't gonna stop Oliver, but you gotta you gotta put your body in front of him. You literally to, uh, just have to stand in the way yeah. and maybe slow him down. Exactly, and I just think uh, McVeigh got out coached, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't like LA just simply got outplayed. And you bring up the rollout pass from Allen, but it was the back shoulder pass to Diggs on the sideline that really I was like, all right, this guy's can he's making all the throws. He's not just a deep ball thrower, but like that was great coverage by Ramsey. It was just a throw where only Allen's guy could get it. You can't and, beat a perfect pass and a perfect yeah, catch. Exactly. So it was Buffalo came out firing. They were playing like the Super Bowl favorites. Allen was playing like the MVP favorite. And Buffalo's defense, yes, they were the best like net defense last year, but they played better than what my expectations were for them. 100%. Von Miller was An back impact. to his, He was <laughs> Denver Broncos Von Miller. Yeah. Like, he was a savage all Two game. Sacks. Even with that terrible haircut. <laughs> what? What is that triangle, dude? Uh, it's the Bermuda triangle yeah. on his head. Oh. It was like, he went to his barber and just said, fuck my whole shit up. <laughs> and he listened. <laughs> He's like, yo, whatever your favorite shape is, do that on my head. Yeah, and just <laughs> surprise me. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was bad. Oh. But, I mean... Like I'm not gonna overreact with LA, overreact with LA as a whole because I still think that they are a good football team. They're still gonna make the playoffs because, and it, they are West. they are a product of not just the NFC West, just the NFC as a whole because it is pretty thin. But, um, and the Rams are too good to miss the playoffs. But I definitely expected better. At least a more like competitive or like spread the rock around like. Mm-hmm. My biggest flaw or the biggest takeaway that I had from this game wasn't even like Cam Akers. Okay, if you're getting if you're playing like shit, you're getting benched. Every running back's had one of those games. Exactly. If you don't have the hot hand, you don't have the hot hand. That's fine. But man, what was what was like all that shit about Allen Robinson being a a camp favorite? And then Stafford just says, Hmm. No. Yeah, <laughs> actually, like I'm gonna go to the guy I have breakfast with every day, and it wasn't like Robinson was getting blanketed. It wasn't like he was getting double covered. He was open on most routes that he ran. It's just obviously you gotta talk some up to no time, maybe for the offensive line, but then on other occasions, like the one where Stafford scrambled for a first down, he had Robinson wide open, and it's like you could have got an extra four yards. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like four yards might not seem like a lot, but four yards is the matter of like a, a whole first uh, run play. Yeah. You know, it's, I don't know. It's, I, I don't see that being the whole season. Obviously it's just overreaction because that's what you do as an NFL fan. And yeah, I, I don't even know. It could be a bad situation that they were in maybe because the bills are actually really, really good. Or just maybe uh, Stafford and Derek Carr have really one thing in common. And what's that? Only targeting one receiver. <laughs> I have a crazy stat that I that I looked up. Yeah, it was just crazy because you saw the success that Odell had in L.A. And they just, like, obviously the torn ACL, if he didn't touch his ACL, Odell is there instead of A-Rod. Oh, 100%. But 
It's just weird because you saw the electric connection that Stafford had with Odell immediately, but now L.A. had a full training camp with Stafford, mm-hmm. and like you said, there's a lot of hype around Robinson and Stafford, mm-hmm. but come week one, it's just Dud. nothing. So I expect way more from Robinson because he's one of the more overlooked receivers. He was in he's in, he's been in nothing but bad situations his whole career. Maybe a couple years in Jacksonville that weren't terrible. Yeah, when, Bortles had that one good year when they were basically riding the coattails of the defense. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of hard to fall flat when you're playing such behind good defense, them. yeah. So but now you got one of the better all-around teams in the league in the Rams. They got top-tier offense and defense. I just think it was a tough week one. They got – I knew the Bills were winning this game. That was my pick all mm-hmm. offseason. I just had this gut feeling. But I think L.A. is way better than what they displayed week one. And I think Bills, they were just – this is the Bills team I was expecting. Yeah. And that's not like – I don't see them not getting any better than this because any team can play better than their best. Oh, Yeah. And you but, get better as the season progresses. But this is the start you wanted for Buffalo. 100%. Coming so, out and just crushing the Super Bowl champs yeah. on banner night. Exactly. So <laughs> it's a, it's going to be an interesting season to see how the Rams play out. And then I can't wait for Bills to lose that random week 11, 10 a.m. game to like Houston or something. Yeah, some shit like team. 10, like 10 to 7 or some bullshit like that. Yep. So it's, it's going to happen, but <laughs> it's just a matter of one. Uh, we'll uh we'll go to your boys and one of the Ooh. bigger division rivals, in the NFL. Um, it's a one that's was heavy. You might say the um, biggest. It was it was he- one of the heaviest rivalries for years because you had Julio on one side, Drew Brees on the other, two polarizing athletes for their generation. Um, your Saints come back and win twenty seven to twenty six over the Atlanta Falcons and. Talk about a game of two different halves. <laughs> like, you, you couldn't have said it any better. <laughs> it was it was unbelievable. Uh, me, you, Donald, Donnie were watching at their place, and Donald was like, "It was he never he, he never was like yeah we're winning this game yeah he, he had high moments it was he always like from but like he was like more excited than ever like." The four sacks they got oh, in the first of half. Of course. Like, he's like a kid on Christmas watching this team play, which is something <laughs> I wasn't expecting going over to their house for uh, week one. But, no, yeah, Atlanta, I think this was a ma- – despite the losses, is a massive win for Atlanta because they've played competitive. Obviously, you want to come away with a win, especially against the Saints. But this was still such – you gave your fans something – for at least part of the game, <laughs> mm-hmm. and let alone a half, three quarters of the game. And it was just a fun thing to kind of look forward to because you're not expecting too much. But other than that, like, what did you see as a fan of the Saints? What did you see from this game that like you didn't like at the start, you liked? Like, what are some things that you took away from this game going forward? Before I say what I liked and what I didn't like, I just have a couple of crazy stats for you. Hit me. This is the first time since 2005 that a Saints and Falcons game has not been played with either Drew Brees or Matt Ryan. Wow. That's 17 years. That's crazy. Of having that matchup. And now it's just, it's done. It's over with. It's uh, 
two first overall uh, not two first overall picks the first and second overall pick from the same year who are now on this team or on these teams that are facing up against each other and it was absolutely electrifying couldn't ask for anything better and then another crazy stat i think it was like two uh teams leading by 15 points um in the latter half of the second half are 282 two and one that's wins ties losses that's every 31 teams in the nfl since i think it was like 2000 or something like Mm -hmm. that now the falcons since that as well are five and three oh my (laughs) and that was just from 2020 (laughs) (laughs) like they i don't know what it is but i don't want to say that in this game i ever felt like the saints were done i thought the saints were done as soon as it was 26 to 10 but then i was just like holy shit it's atlanta and what have they been doing the past five seven years blowing leads yeah and i was at the lowest of lows it was almost like i had just accepted the fate that it just wasn't gonna happen like week one just wasn't gonna be a win but you know what this reminded me of it reminded me of the saints versus texans monday night game three years or so back the saints were down and then it was like 30 to 28 or no, no, it was 23-28 New Orleans. Deshaun Watson comes down and scores and leaves Drew Brees like 40 seconds with no timeouts on the clock. And it's like, oh my God, are you serious? It's in New Orleans too. Like, what the fuck is happening? And then Drew Brees leads a great drive all the way down to, I don't even know, like the 43-yard line. And somehow uh, the Texans just decided to play prevent. And then Lutz made a game-winning field goal. And that matches up. Lutz made a game-winning field goal. Yeah. But obviously got a huge block at the end from Peyton Turner and a little bit more help. But this just – that was the 2018 season. And I don't want to say it's the 2018 season now. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) But, no, this this game was an emotional roller coaster. And that is – that is my whole two cents on the on this whole game. Yeah, it was it was crazy. I didn't know who was gonna come out on top. Like I had, I just had a feeling that with the Saints' momentum at the time of the game, like it started, I just had a feeling they were gonna win because they're just much better team who got off to a bad start. Mm-hmm. But Slant Boy is back. Got found the end zone oh twice. <laughs> found the end zone twice. Um, he was one of my. I went over fantasy winners and losers. Um, on radio today, he was one of the winners just because he made a really big impact, um, scoring half of the Saints' points mm-hmm. himself. But um, I expect games exactly like that from him. Maybe not a ton of receiving yards, but he's going to make an impact in the red zone. Craziest, um, uh, another crazy one, A.J. Terrell. That was his first time ever being scored on, and it happened twice. Now, when did A.J. Terrell come into the league? The same year Michael Thomas was injured. (laughs) So, uh, I think it's going to be a nice matchup for at least another couple more years. Mike Thomas is back, and everyone who said that Slant Boy was not a thing 
Guess how many slant passes he caught? None. Zero. <laughs> Guess how many he was thrown to? One. <laughs> Every other catch was a fade, a post, or an in. Well, in is close to slant, so we'll take it. <laughs> um, Browns-Panthers, one of the revenge games of the weekend. Um, lots, I think even Cleveland Browns fans were cheering for Carolina this weekend. Um, one thing I want to talk about, because Browns did squeeze out the 26-24 victory. They were down in the last drive. Um, they were down by one, 24-23. And... The pl- there was something with the clock. Yep. It didn't start or it didn't keep going. Something about the clock stayed in the Browns' favor to give them enough time. Uh, yeah, there there was the clock, and then there was another thing that happened as well. Jacoby Brissett, he fake spiked it. That's what it was. Yeah, and then he like looked up and then spiked it, which is illegal it is illegal like you can't do that and it should have been a 10 second runoff that's what i was thinking yes and also a penalty to back them up to make uh the rookie kickers kick even longer than it should have been yeah and yeah no i i found that one a little bit weird and strange because that's maybe like i don't know if it was just like the refs didn't catch it it wasn't conclusive but like i saw the replay and Brissett did like hesitate like he went Mm -hmm. down came back up and then threw it back down again and that's to me i saw that and i was like maybe because i knew what i was looking for but i saw that and he spikes happened right away sometimes it even looks like it didn't they didn't do it because the ball pops up right in their hand yeah but he did it or i guess didn't do it but then he like popped up and then he went back down and spiked it and i was Mm -hmm. like you can't do that. No, you can't. And, and and not to try and quickly bring it back here to the Saints versus Falcons game, but you remember when Jameis did that because of the whole Landry situation? I actually went back. He was touched down before he fell out. So that spike should have counted. So I think it's just the refs need to kind of get back in gear, you know, like th- there's a lot of there was a lot of sloppy missed calls, a lot of sloppy um no uh no calls and this was a huge no call considering that cleveland won the game considering that baker put in uh a huge huge last drive mm-hmm. for the panthers and now you already kind of got ref ball heading up and you know that i'm not gonna try and make it personal but it ruined a bet for me so <laughs> it always goes down to where you put your money uh for sure um Big nights from uh, how much did uh McCaffrey what? had a decent day? He had that like weird shotgun snap where Baker fumbled it and McCaffrey just picked it up and whoosh. Yeah. <laughs> so Baker ended the night with 235 yards passing and a touchdown interception, 16 for 27. Wanted more, but um, it is what it is. Um, Kareem Hunt had a big day. He had a Huge passing day. and receiving touchdown, 46 yards on the ground, 24 in the air. He's just, even as an RB2, he's making an impact he's, everywhere. Yeah, he has RB1 potential. And yeah. then Nick Chubb, 141 rush yards against the Carolina defense. Yeah. Like, 
Nick Chubb is one of the best peer runners in the league. I think he is and, the best peer yeah. runner. You know, he he's he, purely north and south, and he does not care about contact. Yeah, he, and he always lights it up. Not a big, doesn't catch any of the air. That's why they got Kareem Hunt. Mm-hmm. But with the impact Chubb makes on the ground, you don't need him to do anything no. in the air. Uh, we're going to go over to an upset, probably the biggest upset of the week, in my opinion. Um, Chicago. Projected to be one of the worst teams in the league this year. <laughs> Defeats Trey Lance and the 49ers in prob- in five inches of rain, I remember mm-hmm. you saying. So I – and, like, yes, I am a Trey Lance truther. I think he is going to be good. This isn't any excuse because he did play bad. But I don't believe in judging anyone in those types of conditions. Those – Five inches of rain is like, especially for a quarterback, it's something it's like, hell. like, yes, you can still like, dude, you got to play better, but you can't change any sort of fate, opinion, confirm any opinion, whichever on this type of game. Um, in my opinion, uh, Trey Lance didn't play well, 13 for 2,864 yards passing and an interception as well as a fumble. Um, he did run for 54 yards as well. But I, I think he's going to have better games. And I think it's too early to put any preface on him. But as a team game, this is a bad loss by the 49ers. Oh, terrible. And, um, like when Dante Pettis, his touchdown, when he left him with literally the closest person was like 30 yards away from him. Mm-hmm. That's inexcusable. Yes. It's for 49ers defense. You can't let that happen. And I think they're I think 49ers are going to play better for the rest of the season. I think Trey Lance is going to have better games. And I just think this was just such a hard game to judge anyone on cuz even Debo Samuel didn't have the best game and he's one of the best offensive threats in the league. So that's my two cents. Um I still think Chicago sucks. And um, I just think it was they didn't they kind of benefited on their in conditions like they've played in more than San Fran. Yeah, no one's played in five inches of rain, but no. Chicago's played closer to five inches in rain than San Fran probably has. I agree. So they were kind of they kind of knew how to manipulate their systems and stuff like that to benefit from it. But inexcusable for San Fran, you can't lose this. Um, you, know, you know what though, but actually, kind of like a yes and no sort of sort of deal with that, because Fields and Lance have only been in the league for two years. Yeah, it's both their second year. Obviously, Lance didn't start like Fields did last year, but I'm gonna give my flowers more or less to Chicago. These are both two very young teams, and everyone's played in the rain. Everyone's dealt with stuff in the rain. I think the coaching from San Francisco was just a little bit bad. Mm -hmm. They played their game, but their game also involves a lot, a lot of strategy on the offense. Especially if it's like that pissed down rain, simplify it. Yeah. Don't have Debo Samuel taking it on a jet sweep or anything like that, like somewhere where it can easily get messed up because obviously turning to the side is a lot more different than turning right behind and seeing your guy. Yeah. You know, so I feel like they just overcomplicated things where Chicago didn't. Chicago played to 
the weather and like yeah san fran's defense man like there was no one between both receivers that caught a, a touchdown yeah and i i i kind of agree with the tweet that said like um fields is gonna make san fran regret not choosing him in the draft and pff, what what a statement yeah. for the for this game i feel like i do think um that fields is like 49 should have drafted fields but i still think trey lance is um gonna do good because that was his fourth start since like 2019 no since last year well like no since 2019 he sat he sat out covid year and he started a few games last year wasn't he just drafted last year his rookie, he played, he started um, a Wasn't couple games last year. year. Last year, yeah, he started a couple games last year. So that but was he didn't twenty twenty one season. Yeah, and then he sat out COVID season, so it's his fourth start since his twenty nineteen season. Was he drafted in the COVID season? He sat out the COVID season Did and he? then was drafted and then played. It's been that long already. Twenty twenty, and then oh, his rookie year was twenty twenty one. Oh my god. Do you understand what I'm saying now? I do, but I just I didn't feel like it's been that long since he was drafted. <laughs> I thought I thought he was drafted last year. I thought his rookie year was last year. It was. So that's twenty twenty one season. Yeah. So you're saying he sat out the he twenty twenty he sat out twenty twenty college season. Yes. Oh, okay. I thought you. I thought, okay, never mind. I said he sat out, drafted rookie yes. year this year. Okay, because I was not. I was not computing yeah. with your timeline. Okay. So it's it was his fourth start since 2019. Yes, he sat out because the he college sat out year. the COVID. Yeah, the college so, COVID year. Yeah. So it's still like his fourth start of like game action and playing at a professional level. I just think you got to give him a little bit more time to make full on judgments and like. Like it's my stance could completely change come week six, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's fair to say, oh yeah, Trey Lance is a bust when this is th- these conditions were played week one. No, I, I agree. think if you play in sunny California and have this game against freaking like teams like I don't know Jacksonville or something, or maybe not as bad but not as good like Washington or something where you should have a good game but you're still only putting up 150 yards passing and a couple picks, then, like, okay, dude, figure it out. Like, your athleticism's better than that. Yeah, but, weapons galore. Yeah, but I want to give him at least till week four to make a permanent stance on Trey Lance. That's what I'm giving myself. That's fair. To week four, and then if you're in one and three, throw Jimmy G in. Yeah, because it's clear that they want to win – and win yeah. now. Yeah. And they're not going to do that if they start off 3 and 1 or yeah. 1 and 3. Yeah. So I want to just see how Trey Lance does till like week 4. But um we'll run through the rest of these cuz we're a half hour in already. <laughs> and we've talked about four games. <laughs> so Steelers Bengals, I think another upset a lot of people yep. would say, but division rivals, one of the craziest games, might be already one of the craziest games of the year. Yeah. Um and not because of how good it was, but because no. of how bad it was. Yeah, just how bad it was. Well, how many missed kicks were there? Four? Yeah, I think so. Before the final <laughs> field goal was hit? By Boswell, yeah. yeah. And like one of them, maybe five. 
the extra point is counted, or is that within the, the four? I think or, that was it within the four, yeah. Yeah, so, like, Bengals drive, score with zeros on the clock, tie the game at 20, and then McF- Minka, Minka breaks through the line, bla- blocks the McPherson path, uh, kick. I'm, <laughs> this game is fucking me up. And then uh, Boswell misses, McPherson misses, and then Boswell finally hits. Yeah. And it's just like, and then you go along with the Joe Burrow five total turnovers before the end so of the game. Bad. Four total turnovers. Five. Four interceptions. Yes. And a fumble. <laughs> and a fumble. <laughs> it's just like, man. And like you look at his fantasy line, he's still got like twenty eight points. And it's just really? like and he threw and he had five total turnovers. Jesus Christ, man. Like he must have gotten some work on the ground. Like scrambling. Was that in a? Was that in like the points for first down league? I can't remember. Okay, I think so. So maybe like twenty four. Yeah, because if you if you do, yeah. But still, throwing five turnovers and getting twenty four fantasy points is not bad. It's not a bad day in the office. No, but it 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 was a bad day for Burrow. Five turnovers. Steelers defense played great. Lights out. Um, I the. Trubisky-led offense is kind of exactly what I was expected. Yep, pretty um, mediocre. Not to do much. And because 23 of – six of the 23 points was a pick six. Yep. So you can't even give that to the offense either. Um, good news for Steelers Nation. Um, I repeated this five times today, so I know it off by heart. But TJ Watt is not to get um, pectoral surgery. Mm-hmm. So he's going to be out approximately six weeks. So he will be back around week seven ish. So good news, you're not gonna be a, your best player. Your best player for the entire year. Um, I don't know how it's gonna really impact the season, like whether or not you would have been in a playoff spot regardless. But starting off one and zero doesn't hurt. But yeah, this game was insane. Yeah, no, I totally agree. It was absolutely insane for all the wrong reasons. Yeah. Was there <laughs> anything that like really like stood out to you, a part of any team that like? You're excited to see going forward with these two teams. Yeah, uh, I'm not really excited for anything. I mean, I you kind of have expectations for the Bengals because they made the Super Bowl last year. I don't know if it's a hangover. I really don't have any expectations for the Steelers because, like, their offensive line is so bad. Yeah, they have no run game, and if you don't have a run game, you can't rely on Mitch to just throw passes everywhere and only a screen game or else it's gonna like you're gonna go three and out like 20 times a game yeah and you don't even get 20 drives so well they will if their defense keeps fucking lighting it up (laughs) yeah no kidding and like going into the season everyone was high on Steelers defense they've always had a good defense it was just whether or not their offense could carry yeah and I think this game was like perfect what everyone like what everyone said pictured yeah Steelers had five turnovers, or if, like Steelers defense got five turnovers, and they only it took three missed kicks from McPherson to like for them to win. Yeah, yeah, no, that's pretty brutal. It's not a great sign to see, Mm-mm. but Jamar Chase is still up to his old ways. This guy is unbelievable. He's so good, and for any fantasy darling out there, anyone playing first year is playing fantasy and they have joe burrow he's better than this so don't don't worry i'm not worried about joe burrow at all Mm -mm. i definitely think he's gonna regress 
than last year, but he's not five total turnovers bad. So don't worry. Um, I'm going to let you kick this one off. A really exciting game. One that screwed one of your bets. (laughs) Um, Eagles beat the Lions 38 to 35. Yeah, no, I bet this game with the under, uh, fully intending that the Lions... And I was behind you when you made that bet, and I was like, I like that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's just like, oh, the Eagles have a great defense. Yeah. Uh, I don't really know about if they have a great defense anymore. Like, they got absolutely ran on. Swift just was so dude, swift. <laughs> dude, I I heard the hype surround of Swift, and I was like... I'm just scared he doesn't like. Like it's the Lions though, so like yeah. how how good can they actually be? Uh, and but then, dude. No, I know this guy real. looks so explosive. No, yeah, I totally agree. Swift looked like the real deal. Uh, Jared Goff actually didn't look uh, the worst. Completely terrible, yeah. Um, but I just think the biggest thing about this game was the fact that Dan Campbell felt like he needed to be Dan Campbell. Mm-hmm. you know and was just like oh we're always behind like we're, we're playing from behind when it's like you were down a score <laughs> and then you went for an onside <laughs> kick like in the third quarter like you don't need to do that and of course then it led to a uh an eagles touchdown yeah and it kind of widened the lead margin and then they played chase and they got back up to three points and they had the eagles in like a lock step but obviously they just couldn't put it away but jalen hurts um like he didn't play great he played good yeah it was aj brown that stole the show for me 10 catches 155 yards oh that's pretty fucking good it's not he (laughs) He, because that was one thing i was worried on whether or not hurts could get him the ball mm -hmm. and he he got him the ball yeah he (laughs) proved his contract he proved yes. why he was deserved to get paid because even just watching him explode off the line past any quarterback that was locked up on him, mm-hmm. he was always two steps ahead of him every single time. Yeah. And he had 13 targets, which like ties his career high. And he caught 10 of them, 155 yards. Um, I don't believe he found the end zone. No, but he didn't. He will find the end zone many more times this year. I just... I can count on it. And if Hertz cannot have a great game and their team can still put up 38, this Eagles team is better than I'm expecting. I agree. I just think their defense, the same way the Saints defense kind of needs to, in the same way almost every defense needs to kind of come together and gel together and glue together because there's a lot of new pieces on that Eagles defense. The same way there's a lot of new pieces. Um with New England, with New Orleans, with um, the Panthers. Like, you could name almost every team on here that has some new pieces with uh, a defense. So, yeah, as long as the season goes on, everyone stays healthy, the Eagles should be, like, a really, 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 really good team. Yeah. It's like, all dependent on Jalen Hurts. Yeah, and I think Jalen Hurts, I heard so many things that his mechanics, his patience, his reads – he was just getting a lot more discipline mm-hmm. to the quarterback position, which I love Jalen Hurts. Um, I've just liked him throughout college. I think he's got the right attitude to be a good player in this league, and I've always been cheering for him, and I was happy to see him. Like He's trying to get better as a quarterback and not just be a running quarterback who can throw. Mm-hmm. Like He's actually trying to be a quarterback who can run, 
and I respect that. And I think he's just going to get better as the season goes on. And like you alluded to earlier, when you get a bunch of new pieces like the Eagles did, it's going to take a few games to really gel as an entire starting unit. And I think, it. yes, you're going to have some bumps on the way, but I think as a whole, this team's going to get better as the season goes on. Yeah, and I'm excited to see how they uh, turn out. But we're going to go over to our first tie of the first tie of the year, week one. Uh, one I was not expecting, Colts, Texans. <laughs> this one was just, besides my guy, Michael Pittman, um, who uh, got him in Dynasty, um, picked him right after Claypool. And I was, it's or way I, I picked him, I picked him right before Claypool. Uh, I wanted to ride with the Abbey boy, but I was like, you know, what? I just have this ick about, I just have this feeling about Pittman that it's gonna pay out. And he uh, he dominated in week one, over 100 yards receiving and a touchdown. But Colts 20, Texans 20. <laughs> that sounds so weird to say, considering that so many people were putting the Colts at the top of the division and the Texans at the bottom of the division and the Texans are in first place. No. In the AFC South. Oh, Texans. I, yeah. I was thinking Titans no. in my head. Um, but yeah, <laughs> just insane. Um, I think I had Texans third, so I'm not too upset about it. Um, no, I think you put them last. I think you put the Jags in front of them. Yeah, maybe. I, yeah, I think I did. I think I, yeah, now that you say that, you're right. But, uh, Jonathan Taylor back to his old ways, 31 attempts for 161 yards and a touchdown. Pittman, like I said, 120 and a touchdown. Um, and after that, like Pittman took a lot of it, um, majority of the targets. Uh, but throughout that, Naeem Hines, every there was a few guys who were like close to fifty. So Matt Ryan was spreading the ball around. He had three hundred and fifty passing yards for a touchdown and a pick. Um, Texans Davis Mills had two hundred and forty yards and two touchdowns, no picks. Rex Burkhead led. Uh, the rushing with Dude. 14 carries for 40 yards. Brandon Cooks had 80 yards on seven t- uh, receptions. So just weird. No Damian Pierce. I know. And I don't get why Lovey Smith is beating around his fucking bush. Like, put the better back in. Like, Rex Burkhead, serviceable. Damian Pierce, electrifying. Yeah. Like, we, everyone who watched football and isn't just a casual fan saw Damian Pierce and was like, holy shit, like this guy has juice. This guy has like actual running back abilities. And then it's like, yeah, no, he's just not going to play. <laughs> it's like, why is Rex Burkhead still in the league? Hey, <laughs> I know you're a big sexy Rexy kind of guy. That's my but boy. Like... Rex Burkhead deserves a spot in this league. Not as an RB1. No. <laughs> but like an RB3. Maybe special teamer one <laughs> RB three. Um, he just put up 14 for 40. So I still think he's got some legs in him, but I definitely don't understand why they weren't playing the fantasy darling, the highly touted Damian Pierce that a lot of people were talking about and had so much positive things to say about him. No, hundred percent. So it doesn't make sense to me, but the quarter breakdown is unreal. Like, Indy was up three nothing, and then Houston went up twenty to three, 
And then Indy put up 17 in the fourth to tie it. Yeah. And then no points. And the and I don't get and that one too kickers missing, but the the biggest thing is the Colts didn't play like any of their starters in the preseason and yeah. it showed like yeah. there was no um no tempo in to try and finish that game because the Colts could have finished potentially potentially have finished the Texans off before OT yeah and then just nothing yeah nothing at all and. I, it baffles my mind that they don't play at least a quarter of football in the preseason. Like, yeah, injuries are always on the table. But if you come out looking flat against a bad team, look at where it's going to put you, you know? Yeah. Now you're a half game in front of so many bad teams and you could have been yeah. one full game. Yeah. And uh, news today, Rodrigo Blankenship released. Was waived. Yep, released by Indy. Um, <laughs> I just think, I, I think his charisma carried more than his actual play. Um, yes. He was, ever since his rookie year, he's only been 69%, and he's one for five from 50 plus. So yep. in terms of like being a reliable kicker, I think it's a little bit, People tend to think that he's better than he is. Just because of his reputation that he got as a yeah. rookie. Yeah. So, uh, we'll, I'm sure he'll be picked up from someone. But it'll be interesting to see who Colts go after um, after releasing him. But uh, my Patriots lost by three scores to the Dolphins. 20-7. to seven. Um, Our offense just looked so bad. It looks so um, flat. It just looked flat. Nothing was happening, and that's I've been saying this. It's what you're gonna get from a Patricia and Judge ran offense. Mac Jones, twenty one for thirty, two thirteen, touchdown and a pick. Just nothing really crazy. There was no running game. We didn't hit fifty yards. Jacoby Myers mossed someone, but that was it. <laughs> like he led our receiving core with four receptions. Yeah, no, it it, it, it was just it was just bad all around. Yeah. I think, I think we knew that coming in where it was probably going to start off slow just because it's Joe judge and, um, Patricia running an offense. Like there's no number one offensive coordinator. And I feel like a lot of opinions can get changed. Yeah. And I feel if nothing happens by week three, where they're not putting up at least three touchdowns, Belichick's just gonna be like, you know what, you guys? I'm actually gonna do this now because you guys fucking suck. Yeah, it's just <laughs> it's so dumb. Tua twenty three for thirty three, two seventy and a touchdown. Um they didn't have a running game either. Twelve carries for twenty five yards was Chase Edmund Edmonds, mm-hmm. uh the leader. Tyreek Hill, eight receptions, ninety four yards in his debut. Jalen Waddle caught a fifty yard touchdown on fourth, fourth and, and seven. seven. Like yep kill me now and see that was Tua's only passing touchdown i'm still not completely sold on the whole Tua hype train i i've been very vocal about that but it's like there was no there was nothing fancy about this game yeah like the the one catch that tyreek hell where he tyreek hell where he literally stole it out of uh jones's hand like that was a terrible pass it was a prayer that Tyree Kill answered, you yeah. know, like uh, you, you've seen that throw from Mahomes before to Hill and Hill somehow 
elevates higher than a six foot two person and mosses him just because he has mad hops. It's like I wasn't completely sold with the Dolphins this game. I just think the Dolphins took advantage of the Patriots flatness. Yeah, I think that's I think that's what it was for me with this game. No one really won this game. It's just one succeeded with another team coming out slow. Yeah. I think Tua looked sharp. He had some questionable throws, but I still think he looked that first um, throw that, that we first saw. throw was really bad. But I think after that, apparently it was um, tipped though. Yeah, I don't think it was tipped. <laughs> um, I think it was just a panic decision, and, and maybe it slipped, maybe whatever. But he did look um, sharp, and like you said, he wasn't doing anything crazy. But um, yeah. Dolphins want to know Patriots own one. Yeah, I don't know. Nothing crazy from our offense as I was expecting. Uh Ravens win 24 to 9 over the Jets. Lamar really betting on himself. Uh they started slow, but second half, like they were dominant. They were dominant. And they only let in a touchdown at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. And literally all I have for my notes about the Jets is that they equaled the Jets. So, I mean, your survivor pick for next week, if anyone else is playing a survivor pool, is probably going to be the Cleveland Browns. Because if Zach Wilson isn't starting, uh, Joe Flacco just looks like he wants to be there for money. Yeah, he's not (laughs) starting. I don't think Wilson's coming until week four-ish. Then there you go. So, I think Flacco is there until then. Um, Yeah, Flacco, 307 yards, touchdown and a pick. 50 something attempts yeah 59 attempts <laughs> yeah, 37 Crazy. completions um lamar <laughs> jackson was 17 for 30 213 yards three touchdowns and a pick yep i was surprised when i saw that he turned down 250 million dollars um and obviously like i thought the ravens weren't offering him like a respectable contract, but then I saw that he was turning that down. I was like, come on, bro. Like, I think that's fair. Um, I understand Watson getting fully guaranteed 230, but I think that's just a Browns thing rather than like a whole league. What thing. actually is the market for you? Yeah. You know? No, I agree. Um, So I, th- I don't think Lamar should have turned that down. I think he's kind of like crazy for that. Um, but hey, to each their own. Um, I wouldn't turn down a tryout contract, but <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's just, just me. me. Yeah, that's just me. <laughs> but we're gonna move over to another game: Jaguars Commanders. Jaguars fall twenty-two or twenty-eight to twenty-two to Washington. <sighs> this was just a messy game, dude. I know how we watched this first bit, and it's like Trevor Lawrence needs. Needs anyone who can catch a damn football. SOS to anyone. Brock, I'm looking at you. Okay. <laughs> like, go and try out for the Jags. And I know people said Etienne had a good game. Etienne had a free touchdown and he dropped it. Yeah. He dropped it. Like, I was like, oh my God. And Christian Kirk getting paid, you know, 22 mil to be a number one. Like, did he even lead the the team with the more reception yards? Yeah. He did? Okay. I Almost thought it doubled it. Oh fuck. Okay. He I had thought it was six receptions for 117 yards. Damn, it was a he quiet had... one. I did not I did it, not think it was I, that many. 
I didn't think it was either. I thought he, I thought he had. I like, thought he was around like seventy at I least. Thought, I thought he had a Jacoby Myers stat line, and I look, I was like, oh, he has hundred and seventeen. Okay, well, you know what? I take that one. Back. That's a. I think he had a very fair game. One touchdown, and everyone is like, yo, he had a good game. But the fact that he didn't score is kind of like shading everyone away from it. Yeah. But one hundred and seventeen yards is, uh, he was productive. Like he. That is that is mad production. Yeah. So you know what? I'll take that back about Kirk, but. Trevor Lawrence still needs other people to throw to, and Carson Wentz is just a roller coaster of a quarterback because yeah. one minute he's throwing dimes, the next minute he's throwing left-handed into a defensive a defensive player's arms, and then the next minute he's throwing a forty-yard bomb to Jahan Dotson and winning the game. Well, dude, he, and also yeah. losing me more money. Twenty-seven for t- forty-one. 313 yards, four tutties, and a pick. <laughs> uh, two picks. Yeah, two picks. And one of them was the number one overall pick, Trayvon Walker, which was... That, that was, was like a good right play. place. Yeah, right place, was, right I, time. That was a good play on... Uh, TJ Watt had a similar play against Burrow. Yes. Just jumped up and just snatched that out of the air. It was yes. just like a... You, you expect a tip. You never expect him to just jump up and grab that. Or just come but, out from your peripheral and just say, hey, this is mine now. Yeah. Uh, James Robinson had a pretty good game too. Sixty-six yards on the ground and a touchdown uh, off eleven carries. Right? Yeah, he had a receiving yeah. touchdown too. Three-yard touchdown. He's um, back, baby. Travis Etienne, like you said, could have had one as well, but he dropped one. Just like there were so many we were watching. Trevor Lawrence threw a dot, and it was, <laughs> and it just, was just both for touchdowns, and we just looked at each other. We we're like, bro. Like, cause you're a Zach Wilson stan, but like, man, Trevor Lawrence is just yeah, no, that <sighs> he's in a situation from hell, and that Urban Meyer year put him back into freshman of college. Yeah, like, I was this... about to say probably put him <laughs> into his first year of college. <laughs> like he's just he's set so far back. So I have higher hopes for Lawrence if he just gets, cause like you said, with like no one to throw to. Jacksonville had like the Patriots offseason, like the year after. They copy yeah. and pasted. They put all their money in the wrong basket. Mm-hmm. Like they went out and got. They just they, signed. They names. went out and spent money. <laughs> not the right. Like, not the. They didn't spend all the right names. Yeah, but no, they, not they at spent all. money. Like, yeah, their cap space went down, but their talent slightly increased. Yeah, literally. If that. Like, it's just so weird seeing Christian Kirk's at the market for wide receivers, and it was just a bad. And then everything else just went up yeah. in there. Yeah. Like Jacksonville could have utilized that offseason much better. Um, I know we just we were just set on Christian Kirk. He did have a good week one, but I think they could have just found less less pieces, but like better pieces. They could have signed a better. Like the fact that Christian Kirk is making more money than Michael Thomas. Kind of makes me laugh. Yeah, but although <laughs> Thomas did he sign did the sign contract, contract before, three years earlier, yeah, yeah I so. I understand that. It's just funny to see how the market arises, like to the fact that you know in 2018 he was the highest paid wide receiver, and now then it was Christian Kirk, and then it was obviously it was like, everyone else. It was like Stafford. Yeah, or... exactly, and or or Dak or Kirk Cousins. Yeah, it was I think Stafford signed and he was like the highest paid quarterback at like like twenty three mil or and he something. He never won a playoff yeah, game. At twenty three mil and then next thing you know you see Matt Ryan sign, 
Kirk Cousins sign, Dak sign, 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 and now quarterbacks are making fifty million dollars now. Yeah, Stafford's just it's like fucking crazy. Yeah, it's insane. But we're gonna hop over to the next game, Giants Titans. Um, it's not often you see the Giants starting one and zero, but they um they benefit off another missed field goal. Yep, Fat Randy. Um, twenty one to twenty, they win. Um, Derrick Henry got popped. Yeah, that was weird that to was see. One. Derrick Henry yeah. got Derrick Henry. Yeah, and Saquon is back. Back? That is literally my first note about the Giants. <laughs> he had 161 rushing yards. Yeah, he had like 29 fantasy points. <sighs> if you want to count like PPR and stuff like that, he he ran the rock. The league is better when Saquon is on top of his game. I hope this isn't just a one-off game because He's just so much fun to watch. And when he's actually like, when he's not rushing for like 12 for 54, when yes. he's actually exploding and he's, for runs. And, and he's like, getting the third down carries too. Yeah. Like Dable actually realizes that he has a fucking specimen at <laughs> yeah. running back. It's yeah. not just like, yeah, you're going to be our first and second down guy. No, you're our every down guy. Yeah. Like you are an, um, you're an animal. Yeah, it was. it's so nice to see. Saquon back, and I don't know if you saw the reaction from Dable when the field goal. Got oh missed. yeah, I did. It was it was it was cool to see. But do you have any um thoughts on this game? On Daniel Jones didn't look better, nor did he look worse. Uh, I feel like that one pick that he threw to Saquon, uh, coincidentally in the end zone was pretty fucking bad. But uh, Dable going for two, fat nuts. <laughs> on this man like i know you didn't see it because you went off no, to work i saw, oh, I, saw I saw highlights of it was a saquon he almost got eight up in the backfield right and then he uh bounced it outside he bounced yeah. it outside and then dove in yeah that was massive no, it was absolutely insane and just yeah no they uh the titans i like it how both of the uh our picks for the afc south are didn't beat teams that they should have beat 100 <laughs> percent and no team in the AFC South won. Yeah, that so, that's that's crazy that's to me. Laugh the fact out. that no one in the AFC South and two won of them, a game. And, and two of them play against each other. <laughs> <laughs> like, bro, what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, all right. We are gonna jump to Scott. This one's for you, buddy. Chiefs 44, yes, Cardinals 21, Patrick Mahomes 360 yards and five touchdowns. Yep. My uh, my notes for this game are as follows. No Tyreek, no problem. Scott's MVP pick looking juicy. Cardinals looked, um, looked worse than the Rams in my opinion. I know they scored more points than the Rams, but something about their vibe just it, – it, it just didn't scream like we can contain or we can cover anyone. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of those points, well, not a lot of those points. Some of those points were off of really bad turnovers, like Juju fumbling twice. Yeah. You know, like if Juju doesn't fumble twice, I don't think the Cardinals even get 21 points. I don't think they get 14 points. I think they probably get like around 10. Like, and just, yeah, no, I don't want to. I don't want to just shit on the Cardinals the whole time, but I mean, it's hard not to, especially when the Chiefs look as dominant as ever. Patrick Mahomes uh, definitely in the driver's seat right now for the MVP race. I know it's only yeah. week one, but 
Yeah, absolutely yeah. crazy game from there's, the Chiefs. There's always week one favorites, and right now Mahomes is sitting atop yeah. of it. Like he he was so efficient too, thirty for thirty nine. 360 and five touchdowns, no turnovers. Yeah, leading like, in the absolute all margins of what Scott was saying. Yeah, it's <laughs> and I respect the hell of it. And but it was something I was not doubting at all because Matt Mahomes can just turn it on at any time. He rarely has a bad game. His bad games are like 220 yards passing, two touchdowns and a pick, and maybe yeah. like a strip sack or something like that. Like, and but like, and down, that's still better than Burrow. And maybe like. Not as efficient, maybe like twenty two for like forty nine or something like that. Like yeah, those maybe are playing those, behind. Like those are Mahomes' like bad games. So I I do think he is out for vengeance right now. Um Travis Kelsey, eight receptions, hundred and twenty one yards and a touchdown. Uh I know it's only week one, but my bet's looking pretty juicy <laughs> uh between us. But there's still so much football to play, but Chiefs are getting off to a really good start and i do think arizona is missing deandre hopkins right now because that is one less massive target that kyler murray is missing Mm -hmm. so i think and it's not just like a he's not even on the short ir list too like he's out for like six Six weeks weeks. so like back week seven against new orleans yeah and that's just and then first game back you get marshawn Lattimore. so (laughs) like it's just Arizona, this is one of the reasons why that it's just it was so hard to see him having the same season as last year, starting off eleven and zero, something crazy like that. I I just I don't see it being a smooth ride for Arizona. Maybe they can battle off a few grind like we're gonna need to see more out of James Conner. He only had like twenty yards of rushing. We're gonna need to see more of him other than just a goal line back. We're gonna see need to see more. And then yeah, like you traded for Marquise Brown, you just got to find a way to get him the ball more. And Zach Ertz, he only had two receptions. Yeah, he was like, a game time decision, though I heard. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Um, but I just think Kyler Murray didn't necessarily utilize his weapons. He didn't spread no. the ball out enough. Um, he only had not 190 yards passing. So I think Arizona just needs to figure out how to utilize their weapons a bit better. And when you utilize your weapons, those weapons just have to start playing a bit better too. Mm-hmm. So I think it was just one pretty close to perfect game. And uh, what was it, Justin Reed? Yeah. Is he going to have to renegotiate his contract to get that kicker and DB yeah, money? seriously, man. Like, that was insane. He has a fucking leg. There was, I don't know if you saw the behind the mic'd up conversations between Justin Reed. NFL posted it. And uh, Town Townsend, the yeah. holder. Yeah, Tom for, Townsend. He... Um, he came up to Justin Reed after he was like, Hey, like, can you kick for us? Like Butker's down, like whatever. He's like, Oh yeah. Like I kicked in high school or whatever like that. And Townsend's like, you kicking for us now? He's like, yeah. He's like, all right, come over. Let's, let's utilize the net for a bit. Let's eat up the net a bit. And then Reed kicked a couple times and he was like, all right, you ready to go? He's like, yeah. He's like, all right, we gotta do a handshake first. <laughs> and he's like, what do you want to do? And they utilized, they did like a, made up a quick handshake before they oh, went out Oh, what the there. hell? That's and so cool. He uh, kicked the PAT. They went to go do it, fucked it up. <laughs> and oh, then, my God. And then, obviously, they went to the kickoff after the kick PAT. It was right after Clyde's touchdown, first touchdown. And then Booted it through the And then he uprights. kicked it through the ups- uprights. But then they showed like a, they saw him kick it, and then they showed a different angle at a different time. Patrick Mahomes, seeing he saw the ball like go up off the kickoff. And he was like, 
yo, Jay Reed just kicked it through the uprights. Well, he's kicking the hell out of this ball. <laughs> it was just, it was one of the cooler, like, behind the scenes moments because you get to see, like, different aspects Angles and, like, and and, aspects, yeah. And just, like, that handshake part. Like, I didn't know, like, they, like, came up with that quick. Like, it was just, like, a quick dap and then bang the helmet, but then they fucked up the dap part. It was oh, just, my God. It was, it was cool because also, never heard that Townsend guy talk and it was just. He say he sounds like a Cali surfer dude, especially with the long hair down the to his back. The long hair, yeah. It was, yeah, it was oh, just. Goddamn, maybe I have to go look at that yeah, yeah. video now. Yeah, I'm pretty sure NFL posted. It was a really cool video. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. But I really love those mic'd up moments. I always watch the mic'd up videos that like Canucks post of like Quinn Hughes mic'd up, and you get to see like different. Um, yeah, you get to see what the players actually talk yeah, about. You get to see a game from different point of view and you get to see like the coaches break the news to read like hey you're you're kick- kicking you're yeah. kicking for us at least for now but um also one thing how did butker actually come back and kick a 54 yard field goal on one leg like did you see the way like his he, he ang- kicked it or and how he landed on his left foot dude it folded like a lawn chair yeah i'm <laughs> like this isn't better. Don't <laughs> kick the field goal. You're up by so much. Dude, how can like you fold your ankle like that and confidently go kick a ball again? And 54 yards. Yeah, where you actually, oh. it's not like a PAT where you can pretty much stand still. Two, and just, yeah, two steps and kick it. Yeah. Yeah, no. You're going to, you have to put every ounce of your body in a 54 yarder. And he was just like, I won't roll my ankle again. <laughs> I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, son. Um, my Super Bowl favorites, my Super Bowl champions, came out and beat rival L.A. Raiders, um, Las Vegas, Vegas Raiders, Raiders L.A. Chargers, won twenty four to nineteen. Uh, Justin Herbert had not a crazy game, but um, nothing short of a good game. He threw for just short of three hundred yards and three touchdowns, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Derek Carr threw for two ninety five, two touchdowns, and three picks. Yeah, the the one crazy stat that I had with this game that was kind of alluding to from uh, the Matt Stafford, Derek Carr threw how many times? Thirty five times. Thirty seven. Thirty seven. Uh, guess how many of them were to Devonte Adams? As you're looking at the stat right now. Yeah. <laughs> Eighteen times. Yeah, he targeted him. Yeah, 17 times. He caught 10 of them. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he needs to realize that he has more targets in this offense. Like, Renfro, I think he caught like three passes or had three targets. I was going to ask you how many targets do you think Hunter Renfro had? Three. He had six targets. He had six targets? Three receptions. I know some of them like were uh, like what considered or what is considered a target is actually insane because I saw one of them just sailed his head and Renfro's not a big guy, um, but then there's also the the little bit you know Waller probably should have had a touchdown uh, reception very early in the game. That was just a bad throw it by was Carr. A bad throw and I mean Waller could have used two hands. He used one hand. Yeah. Like that's taught to you in high school to use two hands. Never use one hand. Yeah. Unless, you know, you kind of actually have to. But, I mean, you can't have 17 targets go to one player or else you know what the game plan is going to be next yeah. week. It's going to just be, all right, well, we'll take our best corner off of, um, you know, the best receiver. We'll double him because I don't care exactly how it is, but two people are always better covering than just one. Yeah. So 
they also need to get a run game going. I know Jacobs didn't have like yeah, an explosive have, yeah. day. Have fifty-seven yards on ten carries. It's like <laughs> that's five point seven yards a carry. Yeah. Like that <laughs> like, is, yeah, like a, that is phenomenal. Yeah. So they need to get that going or else they're going to look very one-dimensional. And <laughs> like you can see it too because you look at Justin Herbert. He utilized all of his weapons. You know, yeah. he, the only one that really he didn't use was Mike Williams. Yeah, and he targeted him tied for the most. He a receiver uh didn't get more than four targets. Yeah. Well, He's what about Gerald Everett? Gerald Everett I think got like he had four targets, three oh, receptions. Jesus, I thought Everett had more than four. No, it was like Keenan had four, Carter had four, Everett had four, Eckler had four, McKitty had four, Mike Williams like, had four, Josh Palmer had four, he, Kelly had two. <laughs> he literally utilized all of his weapons yeah. and look at where it got them. It got yeah. them to the promised and land. He didn't, like, no receiver exceeded 66 yards. Uh, he had two receivers in the 60s. Like it, like Chargers didn't have an outstanding day, but they Herbert twenty six for forty three, so like he was nothing crazy with everything that two hundred and seventy nine yards, three touchdowns. Like he just took it drive by drive, and can we talk took what the defense gave him? And can we just talk about Khalil Mack real yes, quick? Yes, we can because three Khalil Mack sacks, is great. <laughs> three sacks, just he had five tackles one of them was an assist like derwin james six tackles one sack like i'm pretty sure khalil mack isn't he like my pick for uh my long shot pick for like sacks or something i wish i had there's so many fucking things (laughs) yeah i can't i can't remember 100 but i think it was um i think you picked the bosa brothers or that was that was defensive player of the year yeah here i'll look i'll look right now that way we can get a I don't think I posted um, picks. I just posted our AFC and NFC. Um, Maybe. Yeah, damn. So I never posted the picks, but no, like Khalil Mack is just, he looked like an absolute savage, and it's going to be exciting to see how he plays for the rest of the season. Because if he plays anything like that, it's going to be fun to watch the Chargers. No, 100%. Um, does this change your opinion on Vegas at all um or either team no honestly I Adam. I had Vegas finishing um last in the division anyways I think this is kind of what I was gonna see from the defense because you know other than Mad Max and Chandler Jones I really can't name you know a lot of other people on that defense. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, the Chargers have so many names at so many positions. And they didn't even have J.C. Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't even have their top corner out there. And I don't, like, unless Joey Bosa didn't make any impact at all, but I didn't see any stats with his name beside it either. I think he had a sack as well. Because I remember seeing him with long-ass fucking hair. And, but I know with him and Mac on opposite ends of one another they're both Joey like I, Bosa they had com- a sack and a half they yeah. combined for 16 quarterback pressures yeah it's just weird because <laughs> Bosa's name is at the very bottom yeah so but yeah Joey Bosa had two sack uh two tackles a sack um sack and a half I guess if you want to get 
ticky-tacky with it. But, no, yeah, Chargers defense came to play, and their offense just kind of played, just kind of sliced and diced, didn't do anything crazy. Nope. But, yeah, I had the Raiders come in the last two. Um, Adams cooked 10 catches, 140 yards, and a touchdown. So it's like I, there's a theme a lot with this week is that uh, a lot of receivers having much better games than the quarterbacks. You saw that with Stafford and Cup. Cup was picking up right where he left off last year. Yep. He had 120 yards touchdown and around like 12 catches. Devontae Adams, 10 catches, 140 yards, and a touchdown where Carr had two touchdowns and three picks. Mm-hmm. Right? So that's why, like, I remember getting a conversation with someone. It's like, how does Stafford not be up for MVP if Cup has a season? This is the reason. This is the reason why. Like you, like Cup's worst game last year was like ninety yards and a touchdown. Yeah, like it was his insane. worst fantasy finish. I think was like sixteen points. Yeah, and it's <laughs> like that's why. Like when you're fed the ball as much as some of these receivers are this week, that's why receivers can have such outstanding games. But yeah, Adams ate this week. He made Samuel look like a little boy out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, I still like my Chargers pick. Um, I think they can be much better than how they play against Vegas, and they looked pretty fucking good. So I still like my pick for them to win the AFC. Not like because I think they can just go toe to hood. They can play any game you want them to. Herbert, you got the they have the core, like the receiving core. Palmer is a nice um guy who can stretch the field. Mike Williams is starting to play on more mid to uh, deep levels of the field. Keenan Allen can is a guy who can work on all anywhere. levels. Yeah. And Eckler can catch out of the backfield. Josh Kelly can – he's like a kind of like a Rex Burkhead kind of thing. Like he's not going to make a massive impact, but he could. And he has, he has one of those big plays. Yeah, exactly. And Herbert can just launch the ball. And then their defense, they had – four, five and a half sacks, and they didn't have their best cornerback either. Yeah. So I'm excited for how the Chargers are going to play, especially for the upcoming Thursday game that will uh, go through. Um, Packers uh, lose to the Vikings 23-7. Uh, what do you got for this game, bud? Uh, I'm going to kind of allude it to last year. Uh, Aaron Rodgers just seems to take week one off. Um I don't know why, because, like, it was a division game. <laughs> I mean, I know why, because his receivers, like, it was like, oh, he's going to be fine. He doesn't need a good 1A receiver. Well, I mean, does Christian Watson make that catch if it's Devontae Adams? Probably. Like, you know, is, is yeah. A.J. Dillon more of a, a monster and Aaron Jones are, are like, they better because there's actually more than just them. You know, it was it was terrible. And I honestly think that the Vikings could have done way worse. But I just think, like, way worse as in killing them way worse. But I think they just kind of wanted to run out the clock and not give Rodgers enough time to do anything. And some of the fourth down plays that Green Bay had, it was just pretty pathetic. Yeah. Like, it was a pathetic effort. Um, for Green Bay to try and come back and win this game when it was very winnable in the fourth quarter, especially with Aaron Rodgers, back-to-back MVP, did not look like an MVP. Looked like a greasy fucking guy from uh, 
Oh fuck! What's what's the uh, book called? Oh, I can't remember what the book. Oh, is The called. Outsiders. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That slick fucking haircut. Yeah. Straight to jail. Yeah, straight to jail. But that Christian Watson, the face that Rogers made after he's like, man, I miss Devonte. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, man. No, it was bad. Yeah, it was. I think that play set the tone for Green Bay. Mm-hmm. I think if Watson makes that catch, then. Every player on that Green Bay offense is playing with a lot more juice. But when that was a walk-in touchdown. Wide open walk-in touchdown. He could have walked on his hands into the end zone and been completely fine. But that was just like, Rodgers is like, fuck me. Yeah, literally. So it's going to be interesting to see how um, the rest of their season plays out with this receiving core. But, I mean, Justin Jefferson. Might be the one of the goats already. Dude. Like, like I know his career is so young, but man, he is. What did so he have? Like a hundred eighty receiving yards. I'm gonna say he had a hundred and eighty receiving yards and two touchdowns. He had eleven targets. Yeah. For nine receptions. Mm-hmm. A hundred and eighty-four yards and two touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's good and. What did I say about Jair as he fucking comments? I wanted I wanted Jutters. I wanted him. Well, you had like couple routes and one of them you got completely turned around by him. Also, I think a lot of cornerbacks get cooked on that play by Justin Jefferson. Yeah, fair enough too, but I I just someone or I think it's more than one cornerback play comes down to more than just one play. Highlighted no, it, it on him. Defi- it definitely does. But, I mean, now the fact that he's getting exposed because of Justin Jefferson and the hype around him, I just can't wait for, you know, somebody else to actually have a day against him. And then people – because it, yeah. it's got to fall off soon. Like, he I, – I know I'll, I'll die on this hill, but, like, just because you get a lot of pass breakups doesn't make you a good defender. Goes 50-50, I think. Because you can even be thrown to when you're covering the guy and you could break it up. Yep, same way where if you, you're covering, you're blanketing the guy and he somehow makes the catch. 100%. This this one was just... It was, he a, did good, get, it he, was a good sight to see for me. He did get cooked, but Justin Jefferson is one of the better route runners in the league. No, he definitely So is. he cooks a lot more guys than just that one J-year play. Yeah, no, I, I totally um, agree. It was just... It was more of like a... a just a... Yeah light me up kind of a two minute thing yeah i i i can see that i wish he went to uh thalem adam thalem more uh times because i just have him and he let me down a little bit i thought he's gonna get more looks in the red zone but he just didn't so of course but i mean i think this is a good start for minnesota season and if this is the season that jefferson's gonna have incoming cooper cup season from last year yep because crown yeah it's just gonna it's it's exciting to see. Um, probably one of the biggest snooze fests of <sighs> this weekend. Tampa Agreed. Sunday night football. Tampa Bay Dallas Cowboys. It was twelve to three until like the third or fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. And then is, Mike Evans made a really really nice one handed catch for yeah, the touchdown. It was uh, that was such a nice play. Yeah, it was the third quarter when the first touchdown came. And yeah, like that's that's fucking brutal. And then and you know how many people they watched? Pre- and 
NFL.com is purposely you know, showing, not showing stats because they just don't want to show how bad this game was. It was nothing but <laughs> There's field no goals. stats to show. <laughs> yeah, because it was so bad. Um, Dak Prescott going down about halfway through the fourth quarter. He's going to need surgery on his thumb. He's going to be out. Jerry Jones has not put him on the injury list, so he should be back within four weeks. Yeah, but I don't see how you're back it's, in four weeks like it's, that. It's going to be like a Russell Wilson thing. It's where definitely it's, going it's, to be a Russell Wilson it's thing. It's like stubbornness getting in the way of actually recovering properly. Because yeah. um, Dallas has to keep up like the winning, and they can't really do that with Cooper Rush no. or anyone else besides Dak. But that uh, Dallas looked, even before that injury. Terrible. Dallas looked so fucking bad. Yep. They don't have any other weapon on the outside. They look terrible. And yes, that is a product of not having Gallup back. But Gallup isn't going to move the needle a ton to make this offense completely turn on its heels. No. Like, the first drive, yes, Dak was kind of piecing up the Bronco, uh, the Buccaneers defense. But then they stalled. But, but they stalled at, like, the 20? Yeah. And the then, 30? And then it was a kick and field goal. And then that was it. After that, there was nothing else. Nothing. Nothing else. You can't blame an injury on anything because they even, didn't do anything for two quarters. And two and a half quarters. Fucking Micah Parsons, dude. This guy is so fast, so athletic. He's a specimen. Sacks Brady twice, two drives in a row. Both he, on third downs. Yeah. And it like right when Buck, Tampa was getting momentum, they hit the red zone and then Parsons Dude. and Demarcus Lawrence just That's literally what I have yeah. on my notes for this game. It's like did the Bucks look good or was it just too good um or was it just good defense only in the red zone? Yeah. Like between the twenties, Dallas could not stop shit. No. But they it were came so bad. Yeah, it came down to the red zone. It's like, oh, you have four field goals on you and one touchdown. It's like, okay, that's not bad. How many did you score? It's like, yeah, one field goal. Yeah. Like, okay, well, then no. Yeah, out <laughs> of the 32 teams in the NFL, 31 scored a touchdown this and weekend. Dallas and Dallas the is the team only team that wasn't. I America's could. team, baby. America's team, man. And they keep shoving them down our throat. But, yeah, Dak should be back shortly. But, <sighs> Scott, as much as I want to praise <laughs> your Kansas City and Mahomes pick, this Dallas, Dallas pick, it. they're not the 90s Cowboys, buddy. I'm no. sorry. But, I mean, we're going to move one stinker to another. <laughs> um, This one wasn't so much of a stinker as Buccaneers-Cowboys because I do want to give Geno Smith and the Seahawks their flowers. Um, Ian, your team played well. They forced two goal line turnovers. And I saw this funny comment. It was like, Russell Wilson and goal line is a rivalry we weren't <laughs> expecting. <laughs> yes. Three significant turnovers from what I can just remember off the top of my head. Two of them happened last night. Um, not necessarily Russell Wilson's fault. Either no, like, both of them were Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams both fumbled at the one and both recovered by Seattle. But Russell Wilson's first touchdown was the Denver Bronco. Uh, 67 yarder to Jerry Judy. Terribly under. Yeah, not a good throw at all. It was more of a play from Judy than Judy. Russell Wilson. Yeah, or or a bad misblown coverage yeah. by Kobe Bryant. Yeah, but um, once again, um, a team not utilizing their best back, Javante Williams, um, got less of the shares 
um, to Melvin Gordon. He only mm-hmm. got seven. Melvin Gordon got 12. Um, although Javante Williams averaged more yards per carry what than Melvin. What did he Melvin. average? Like 8.6 yards a carry, I think it was? Six yards a carry, seven, yards. 43 yards off seven carries. Melvin Gordon had 58 off 12. Um, Jerry Judy led the clubhouse with 102 receiving yards. 60 of the, or almost 70 of that from one play. Yeah, three quarters of it from one play. Uh, Rashad Penny, 12 carries for 60 yards uh, with an average of perfectly five. Um, Geno Smith kind of dissected the Broncos' defense. Dude, the first like the first half, first half Geno was absolutely insane. Like, yeah. I couldn't believe that they only scored 17 points and that was all in one half because yeah. no, the way that Geno Smith was moving around the offense and the opening touchdown, like <laughs> he's piecing them up. It was a great like scramble. Well, not even scramble. It was a great step up play. And Will Disley, I don't mm. know how you leave someone that big, that wide open. Like, like it was like Justin Jefferson and Dante Pettis. Literally like, just so wide open walking touchdowns. But yeah, Geno Smith, so efficient, 23 for 28. 195 and two touchdowns. Nothing spectacular, but that's like a Teddy Bridgewater stat line. You that know? is a Teddy. He's Bridgewater He's a guy stat who's line. not gonna like do enough to like steal you a game, but he's not gonna lose you a game. And that's exactly what 17 points does for you. But Seahawks defense put the clamps on Denver. Yep. And stepped up. It was, it was like a Patriots defensive showing, Almost. where they gave up the bend but don't break they gave up the yards to the red zone and then immediately played prevent and then turnovers mm-hmm. and just got him because as soon as denver got to the red zone it was a turnover they just didn't capitalize like it was just something like that because their only touchdown was from 67 yards away yep so and then let's talk about the nathaniel hackett decision um fourth and five did you watch the Manning cast? Yeah, I did. D- you don't even have to be watching the Manning cast yeah. to realize that a minute time left. Out. A minute left. Time out. <laughs> Call a timeout on fourth and five. I and was he- saying that yeah. the whole time. I'm like, it's fourth and five. Clock's running. Timeout. Just call a timeout. You have you have two left. Or did they have three? They had three timeouts. They had three timeouts. Like, come on, man. And you don't kick a 64-yard field goal when you have a $200 million quarterback. Yeah, 300. Nearly 300. Nearly 300. $296 million. His name is Russell Wilson. And you have him. You have Cortland Sutton. You have tight ends who were tearing it up. Yeah. Like, uh, what was the, like, Fox's name? Or, like, something Fox? I don't know. That tight end for Denver, number 83. He had himself a fucking day. Like, he had 50 yards receiving in, like, the first quarter. Andrew Beck? Beck, sorry, yes. Two receptions for 52 yards. And that was his only two receptions, but that guy was, like, electrifying almost. Yeah. And same thing with Albert O. Same thing with, um... uh, Oh, shit. I don't remember any other names for the tight ends. But, like, you had it. You you drove down. The The Broncos should have won this game in the third quarter if it weren't for the two fumbles on the goal line. Yeah. And, no, I, I, I was like, literally, the, air, literally, the air is not as thin in yeah. Seattle as it is in yeah. Denver. You can't like, rely on McManus's heroics. No, to... and, yeah, he does have a big leg. Yes, that would have made it. He but... did. To be fair, he <laughs> did have the distance, just missed slightly left. Just missed left, yeah, and... 
And then, uh, of course, he comes out and says, oh, well, yeah, that was probably the wrong decision. The, Any decision that makes you lose is even, the wrong decision. Even the decision to wait 30 seconds to call a timeout. I know, yeah. And Russ has been in so many game situations like that. Why didn't he? Yeah, why didn't he just take over? It was just, <sighs> yeah, it was piss poor management. It was so frustrating. The game management was terrible on all levels from Denver. It but you just... know what? We have honestly should have expected this. Who who did he offensive coordinate for last year? Green Bay. <laughs> what was their hey, bad Hey, you're things? down eight with two minutes and 40 seconds to left <gasps> with three timeouts uh, in the red zone. What do you do? <laughs> do you go for it or kick the field goal? Oh, nine is bigger than eight. Oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you wanted to kick kick Three the field, field goal. Res- um, get the onside kick, kick a field goal, get the onside kick, kick a field goal, win. <laughs> but, Brutal. yeah, it was uh, – I, I picked Denver to not lose this division, but that just management – it's hard to not uh, learn off that, mm-hmm. but – uh, a Green Bay OC and someone who's just, yeah, is let's we'll see, we'll see. I won't be surprised if they have another brain fart down the uh, down the road. Honestly, um, but that was a recap of Week One, big slate. Uh, I want to go over some the prime time games for Week Two, um, or we'll start with something different. Fantasy studs and duds. Uh, we put out a poll on our Instagram on some segment ideas that we should do. Fantasy studs and duds uh, was, I'm pretty sure, the the top had, choice. The top choice. So we're going to go over some fantasy darlings and fantasy lamos. I was going to say fartlings, so yeah, yours is probably better. <laughs> but fantasy studs and duds is much better. But I just... I went over this so much today um, in school, and I'm just going to repeat them. But I want you to kind of highlight some of the ones that you followed. Yeah, no, some of the ones that I followed purely kind of progressed um, almost from, like, teams I'm playing. I have a lot of shares with everyone, so I kind of get to see yeah a lot of it. So my three studs that I had that absolutely just probably won you your week, uh, if you drafted Saquon, um, not like Jevin and I in the mock draft we did. We actually made fun of people. The computer who drafted uh, Saquon. It's we were stuck in a situation where there's so much upside with Saquon, but it's just like Injury you problem. see the team he's on. It's so hard to be confident that he's going to produce at 160 yards a game 100%. behind a Giants O line that is improved, but not enough to make me like. I can trust this guy now. Uh, exactly. But you know what? He's back. Yeah. That was my running back stud. Uh, my other running back stud was Nick Chubb. You know, he didn't do a lot for, like, scoring-wise, but, like, he's he's a stud. Like, he was projected, I think, 14 points. Or, no, I don't, I don't know exactly what it was for PPR, but, like, he got you all that and maybe a little bit more with, like, a couple receptions here and there. Yeah. And then Jefferson, yeah, like wide receiver one season incoming, yeah, and that was my studs. Uh, do you want to go through your studs first? Um, yeah, I had uh, Patrick Mahomes. Of I course. mean, no, three hundred and sixty yards, five touchdowns, no interceptions. Like that was just perfect week, unbelievable. You couldn't ask for a better week from a quarterback. 
And that's just he didn't even rush that much. He didn't need to. Like <laughs> he, like he's, and he is a co- sneaky athletic quarterback that can scramble for thirty yards, or at least a game. Mm-hmm. So the fact that he just pieced up Arizona with just his passing game shows how scary he's going to be this year. Um, a little sleeper pick: Steelers defense, fantasy yep. stud. Um, typically in these segments, defenses aren't picked, but I mean. When you get five total turnovers, it's a touchdown. Chef's kiss. I mean, like, how much can you really ask for um, from that with the pick six as well? And then Jonathan Taylor, 130 yards rushing and a touchdown. It's just just average for this guy. Yeah, he's back to his old ways. (laughs) He's back to last season. It's just what more can you ask for? But um, fancy duds. Go ahead. Oh, my first dud uh, was Thursday night. Uh, Cam Akers absolutely left yeah. me in shambles. I think I think that's round one, pick one. Yeah, that was. <laughs> yeah. That's the only time he's ever gonna go first overall. <laughs> Other maybe in a rookie draft. I don't know where he went, but yeah, Cam Akers that was bad. Uh, I was wanted to put Robinson in here, but I'm like, you know what? He got me a point, and there was somebody else who I expected to get like at least, at least a catch, and that was Cole Komet. Cole Komet got me dick shit <laughs> like, zero points and over two on receptions it's like come on man yeah. like you were the tight end one so much upside and i know it was a shit game but hey there was two touchdowns scored like you could have gotten open yeah and then actually no was it three i don't know something like it's it's a weird score i don't really know how to put 19 together and then alvin Kamara, like come on man it's the falcons like, what are you doing? <laughs> I know you kind of got injured near, like, the last little bit, but, like, man, oh, man. <laughs> Taysom Hill had, like, four rushes for 80 yards and a touchdown. It's just, uh. yeah. And he's a tight end on people's stat sheets, so. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was a tough one for the boys, but um, I got a couple here. <sighs> Mike Williams. Not the best game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know it's tough to, like, go on receivers because you can't really – they have no choice on whether they're going to get the ball or not. Um, you can get – like you alluded to with Robinson this week, he can get open as many times as you want, but if you're not getting the ball, it's not up to you. But he had two catches for 10 yards. And after the electric season he had last year, I was expecting much better. Um, Dawson Knox, he had one catch for five yards. Allen threw for 297, and this – highly touted tight end who had an unbelievable playoffs and last half of the season last year, he was coming in with high expectations and he just nothing, nothing to show. Uh, I thought he would get at least um, like five catches. I don't care how many, how much yards, but he got one catch for five yards. I thought he was going to be utilized a lot more. And then Dak Prescott, dude, that's you like, I'm, I'm not blaming him on being injured. It was his performance before he got hurt. He was terrible. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't in our points per first down league, rushing for a first down, he would have got like five and a half points. Yeah, you know, and you could honestly it, say the same thing about Aaron Rodgers. I think he got like 1.9. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he, he did not play well. Trey Lance didn't play well, but I'm going to – conditions were pretty bad, so I'm not going to judge his fantasy performance just – I think Dax is more inexcusable. 
Yeah, um, especially because, at home. Like, at home, I know the Bucks defense is good, but Dalton Schultz and CeeDee Lamb should be enough weapons to, like, at, like score he was, one touchdown. He was overthrowing wide-open receivers. Yes. And that's inexcusable to an experienced enough quarterback like Dak Prescott. So he's one of my fantasy doubts of the week. Um, but I did want us to maybe um, go over some week two matchups here. Uh, we'll kind of spotlight the primetime games, and then we'll sprinkle in uh, one, maybe two other games each that we like that is going to strike us. So starting off hot with potentially – I'm not. I don't want to spice it up like the Mayweather-Pacquiao fight as the greatest fight of all time. But this could be one of the best games of the season. Chargers Chiefs. What a Thursday night matchup in yep. Kansas City. It's gonna. I think Chiefs are favored three and a half. Um, That's only home field advantage. Yeah, and I right off the bat, I said this earlier today, so I'll kind of stick to my decision. I know I'm a Chargers guy. But I have them sweeping every team in this division but the Chiefs. I have them splitting, and I think it's going to be they each win at home. Will it be a home game for L.A.? Don't think so. <laughs> but but I think um, early on in the season, Chiefs at home, I think they're going to cover and win. Uh, I mean, Patrick Mahomes in September, I think he has like they're, 18 touchdowns and no interceptions. There, I read a stat today that Chiefs are six and one at covering the spread at home, and um, Chargers are one and five at covering the spread, um, coming off a win. So I'm gonna play with that and just a gut feeling. I like. I think it's gonna be with. It's not gonna be more than ten. I can see it maybe being like a. 28 to 21, 28 to 22 kind of thing. Like mm-hmm. a but Maybe like a last second touchdown yeah. means it. I like that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um but I think this is going to be a really exciting game. Um I'm looking forward to it a lot. What, I agree. What are your kind of thoughts on like this game? Is there something that's kind of tickling your fancy going into this? How many points are going to be scored? <laughs> I bet in the over on this. Uh like you have to go yeah. the over, man. It is, it is 54, but like they one of these teams could put up 54 themselves. Yeah, literally. Like, the Chiefs almost put up 54 yes, or not yesterday, last week. So, yeah. going into that with that mindset, it's like, okay, both teams need 27 points. Can I see both teams getting 27 points? Yeah, yeah, I could, actually. So. It, it, yeah, it's very easy. Because, like I alluded to earlier, Chargers can play any game you need to. And if, like, you saw it with them against the Browns last year. Mm-hmm. I think it was like what forty three to thirty seven or something stupid. It's something like that. ridiculous. It was, yeah, they it kept was up. Insane. They can play any game. They can throw for as much as you need to. Um, so uh, yeah, this is this could be one of the games of the year. Um, Sunday night Bears Packers. I mean, who knows? <laughs> who knows? <laughs> Honestly, with yeah. the, the Bears are in front of the Packers right now. <laughs> they are. Yeah, they're they're sitting. At, I guess maybe the Vikings are sitting atop of the NFC North. Yes, but. they definitely are. But, I mean, like, hey, Bears-Packers, always a great Sunday night matchup. It's going to be in Lambeau, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so it's going to be a good Green Bay opening game. Will, um, I think Green Bay is going to win this, cover any spread. I think um, Rodgers is going to get the kids in check. 
But let's just search up Packers, Bears, <laughs> spread. Okay, I think it's going to be like five and a half. I'm thinking six and a half. I was thinking six and a half, but I'm like, mm, the Packers did just lose a game and the Bears did just win. So I think it's going to be a lot of betting for the Packers to probably pull out this victory because I mean apparently nine and a half point underdogs baloney when did this come out allegedly uh Sunday at 7 40 p.m wow even after watching both of those horrific games I mean I could see it maybe you add like three and a half because it's home and then you add six because it's the Packers versus the Bears, but I mean, still, that's let's that's... see what CBS has it as. Uh, yeah, CBS will be a, probably a better one. <laughs> Packers minus eleven and a half, brother. <laughs> and they're Chicago's plus four seventy five money line, minus seven hundred for Green Bay. Green Bay's brother. team isn't that good. What the? But fuck? also, the Bears are being disrespected. I if anyone sh- has CBS like for gambling. Bet, bet that the Bears are covering that spread. Minus I, 11 and a half is a lot of points. That, that is a ton of points, especially yeah. when the Bears actually held their own, you know, against San Fran. I know whatever oh, as much that you want to say, but like the Bears held their own against a great running team. Yeah. It's... And they also beat a great defensive team. So, yeah, I'd be running straight to the bank uh, with all the money that I'd. I'd lay on the Bears to uh, cover this money line. Or cover this spread, sorry. <laughs> uh, you looking for like the Monday night games now? No, I accidentally uh, closed the tab to the schedule. Loser. Yeah, no, I'm an idiot, okay? Forgive me, please. Oh. Um, I hope we got two Monday night games. Yeah, this is the double Monday night header. So, Tennessee at Buffalo. Um, I... I'm taking Buffalo yep. every which way, upside down, <laughs> sideways. But let's kind of check the uh, line here. Bills, Titans. What do we think that it's at? Bills minus six. I think Bills minus five and a half. I'm going to say here. Uh, where did he go? Get... Am I crazy? Titans, Bills. Um, hmm. I see here. Oh, I just scroll down for it. No, 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 go up because that was just Vikings Eagles. Oh, yeah, I didn't. Going? Yeah, there, there it is. Minus 10. No, minus seven and a half. Ah, but the latest odds it says Buffalo Bills minus 10. The opening line was minus seven and a half, and I had oh my things have God. changed. Opening, <laughs> it's now shifted to minus ten. My God. Yeah. Um. I still am taking Buffalo because they're just a much more. They're electrifying on both sides. Yeah. I think their defensive line can hold up at least. Um. Stabilize Derrick Henry. So, Agreed. Uh, Vikings Eagles. This one's gonna be close. Yeah. This one's gonna be a good. I game. think this is gonna be a really good game. Yeah. I um, think. Uh, Jefferson's going to have a, a really, really nice matchup against um, whoever he's on, yeah. Bradbury or Slay. Yeah. He I, has his pick of the crop. 
Yeah, I think it's I think it's gonna be good. Uh, Eagles are minus two. Um, I would just pick maybe like an alternate spread or something like that, or maybe try and get like the Eagles at a plus. Yeah, I don't even (laughs) I don't even know, but like I think this line is I can see this line being correct. I think they're a little bit more well rounded than the Vikings. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I can see any team winning this. Yeah, no, I definitely can too. Um, Eagles are the home team. I'm gonna say. The Eagles win this. I think they cover, but I think it, it'll be – or maybe minus – it'll be a push. I could see it being like down win one. Win by two and kick game for one, a field Jake goal. Elliott kicks a game-winning field goal, something like that. It's This is going to be a good game. I'm looking forward to this one. But um, who's your pick for – I'd, I'd definitely go Eagles as well, just because yeah. it's in their, like, their stadium. Yeah. It's going to be hard for Minnesota to <laughs> – kind of i don't want to say it's gonna be hard for them because holy fuck like jefferson could could fucking eat yeah like and it could be so so bad (laughs) what is a game or a couple that you're looking forward to as we kind of wind down this episode um i'm looking forward to seattle versus uh the 49ers yeah i have been on this ship saying like the seattle seahawks are gonna play every team in their division hard and one that they always play hard is the 49ers yeah, and seeing as how the 49ers didn't play that well, I'm excited to see that. I'm also excited to see the Bengals at the Cowboys. See, I would have been excited for that one if Dak was playing. I'm still excited for that one because I think that might be my survivor pick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just That's because fair. Cooper Rush fucking sucks. And then, I mean, I don't know how you can't be excited for everyone getting so hyped about the Buccaneers saying that they're going to finally beat the Saints. Come on. We know this. <laughs> it's the regular season. Tom Brady's going to have, like, another dud against New Orleans. It's just, it, it's going to happen. Knock on wood, touch wood, whatever the fuck you want to say. <laughs> it's going to be, it's going to be an awesome game to wake up I to. I do agree that I think the Saints are winning. Um, I think they're going to split at home. Um, like, I think they each win their home matchups against each other. So, what is it? Saints minus three and a half for the line? That's what I'm saying. I think it's Bucks are minus three. (sighs) (laughs) Well, I mean, putting the Saints in a money line parlay here. Um, But I'm excited for Dolphins Ravens. I think those teams are pretty evenly matched here. Um, I think the Dolphins slightly outweigh the Ravens, but I think quarter. Really? You think the Dolphins slightly outweigh the Ravens? As a team, offense and defense overall, I think. Yes, but. But I think okay. quarter, but I think quarterback play favors Baltimore. I'm not even heavier. talking about quarterback play. I'm just saying on all aspects of the game. No, but I just think that um, I think they're pretty even. Well, we shall see. Um, but I think, um, yeah, I don't know. Um, what's the line here? Ravens minus three and a half. Ravens. No, Ravens minus four and a half. Ravens minus three and a half. You're right. Ugh. Um, I think the Dolphins can win this game. You want to put a little wager on it? Um, but I think they will cover, at least. All right. I think the Dolphins cover, and then, but I I think that's going to be a good game. And then I'm also excited for Tampa. New Orleans, because that's always a classic. Um, and then nothing really other, another matchup really moves the needle for me. Maybe Cardinals Raiders, maybe. Eh, but, Chandler Jones revenge game. Yeah, 
but that would have been better. But let's wrap this up. Uh, we've gone for almost two hours. But Hayden, where can people find you? At Instagram and Twitter, uh, Hayden under at Hayden underscore Barton. And you guys know where to follow the show at Left Side Heavy on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Um, Left Side Heavy underscore that is. Uh, follow me on Instagram at Jevin Twitter at Jevin and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube and leave a rating and review anywhere you get your podcast. Really helps grow the show. That is your week one um, post wrap up, whatever you want to call it. And there's a little bit of a week two preview there. Uh, fantasy studs and duds coming at you next week as well. Maybe there'll be a guest. Maybe they won't. Kind of a we're on, we're an on the fly type of crew here. But <laughs> thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Appreciate it. Hope you enjoyed. See you next time. Peace.